Welcome to the All Things GG podcast, where we talk all things life, business, motherhood, manifestations, and all the shit in between. This life of ours is messy, chaotic, and beautiful, and I'm just your internet bestie letting you know you're not in this alone. So turn the volume up, grab your favorite drink, and let's dive in. This podcast is produced by Socially GG. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited for today's chat. I got to sit down with my friend who we used to work together back in the day in what I refer to as a dungeon gym because it was like in the basement. There were no windows and it was horrible. And we both were just like not living our truth or our purpose. We were kind of just like really miserable in a job that whatever. And now, you know, she's blossomed into this beautiful woman who is just like standing in her purpose and unapologetically just like creating her own path. And it was so amazing sitting down and speaking with her and hearing her story and give and her insights on certain things like sensuality and sexuality and mindset and just pursuing her dreams and stepping into her purpose. Um, so yeah, we sat, I sat down with Kavina Loray and it was a great conversation. I could have talked to her for hours, but before we dive into today's episode, I just want to remind you guys to make sure you follow us if you're listening on the podcast app so that you get notified every time we release a new episode, which is on Monday. Uh, if you can leave us a review, it really helps the show and lets people know why you tune in every single week. And if you're listening anywhere else, screenshot the episode, post it on Instagram on your story and tag me at Geisha Renee. I would love to connect with you guys outside of the podcast. You know, I, I really love connecting with you guys and building that community. So definitely reach out over Instagram. Um, thank you so much for tuning in for another week, another episode. And yeah, let's dive in. Girl. Hey. <laughs> Welcome, Kavina, to the podcast, uh, the All Things GG podcast. I'm so excited. You're my first guest since 2021. Okay, so you're starting with a bang, I see. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm super excited, but why don't you give a little introduction of who you are, what you do, all the things we were just talking. So I always find it funny when I have a guest, I'm like, we've been talking for like 20 minutes, but yeah, tell everybody what what you do, who you are, and all the things. Okay, so my name is Kavina Loray. Um, a lot of you might know me as Loray Uncensored or Loray Enlightened on Instagram. I am a holistic sex educator and intimacy coach. So what I do is I help people basically blend sexuality and spirituality in a way that helps them grow and be the best version of themselves for themselves and for their partners. A lot of my clients work on self-love, self-intimacy, and basically how to navigate a healthy relationship. Honestly, I try to make my services so full. I wanted to do worksheets at first and all of these different things. But the reality is that people need someone to talk to. People need someone to bounce their thoughts and ideas on uh, about themselves off of and what I end up doing for my clients a lot is just taking what they said and spinning it back to them 
in a way that helps them think about it differently. A lot of what I do is talking. And when people hear intimacy coach and um, sex educator, I think they think it's raunchy. <laughs> um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I like to approach things from a spiritual side and basically just help us navigate this life as best as we can. And a big part of that is understanding that there's no spirituality without sensuality and sexuality. And they all intersect. They don't separate. So if we want to find peace and serenity and a deep relationship with ourselves, we have to embrace the part of us that wants to be centrally expressive that wants to be sexually expressive because it all goes hand in hand and that's what I help people understand and and practice to just better their, their lives I love that and I find that like I don't know from I grew up in like a Jamaican household you know so sensuality and sexuality was like super taboo mm-hmm. and I know like you grew up in Bermuda where it's very much like that, like very, very conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you're like allowing your clients to tap into something that for so many of our lives, we've been kind of told to like shut down and not even really acknowledge. Um, I think that's awesome. So being that you're in Bermuda and it is conservative, how did you, I guess, fearlessly pursue this path that it's a little bit taboo when you come from somewhere that tells everyone don't talk about sex don't talk about sensuality like act like those things don't even exist you know what I mean it was not fearlessly it was not fearlessly at all it looked like it honestly I remember when you first launched I was like go sis like you better (laughs) like you look like you were just fearlessly embodying like what your purpose was I think it would be really easy for me to come in here and say like, oh, I just did it because, you know, I don't care what people think. And, you know, I just, you know, shoot for things no matter what. The truth is I'm neurodivergent and I have rejection sensitive dysphoria. It's extremely difficult for me to put myself out there knowing that I could be the subject of public scrutiny. Um, But I wanted it so bad for Bermuda. I wanted just sexual freedom for Bermuda. I wanted people to be able to buy sex toys in a way where it's it's not hidden and looked at in a way that's like, oh, it's behind this wall. <laughs> or, you know, I wanted people to feel like this is a part of my spiritual practice. This is a part of my sensual practice. And I will buy a toy from this girl and let her deliver it to me. And I never have to experience, you know, <laughs> going Shame and yeah. Right. And and it's it's hard and I wanted people to be able to open up sensually and have somebody that they can talk to about sex and sexuality and not be shamed. I wanted it so bad for Bermuda that despite being absolutely terrified, I did it and I'm still scared because now I am in a place where I'm writing articles um, bi-monthly for Media Maya and we're approaching topics like gender and sexuality and a lot of topics that are taboo in Bermuda and I every single time when I hit that send button I'm like okay deep breaths (laughs) and then I I am scared about the comment section I I do not do this fearlessly I really don't I just want it so bad for my community that the reason I'm in Bermuda still and not living somewhere else in the world is because I refuse to be another sex educator that was forced to leave this island I'm not letting anybody push me out because we need this and somebody has to stay 
And right now I look like the option <laughs> for, <laughs> I look like the option for a young black woman of color, Bermudian to do this, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I just know that I have to make it safe for people like me to take up space when it comes to sexuality and sensuality. And, um, the fact that there there is you know there is other people that work in the sex field here but i just feel like i i do this for people that look like me to also be able to relate you know i love that yeah so if like how do you cope with that fear cuz ultimately like you're still going you know you've been doing this for i think like 5 plus years and i know it it might be a little easier but i'm sure it's not as easy and open as it is to speak about it in a place like, you know, Canada where sexuality and sensuality comes into every conversation almost. How do you cope with that fear to like continue going? Cause most people would shut down, especially if there was any backlash or, you know, their fear actually came to fruition and they started hearing negative comments or whatever. Um, they would shut down. I cry. <laughs> um. Love it. Love a good cry. (laughs) I have a good cry. And then I get up and I do it anyway. Because for every one person that has something negative to say, I have 10 saying, hey, because of what you do, I feel safer to show up as myself. I feel like I can express myself sensually. So something that you said yesterday really resonated with me and it really changed my life. Like I get messages like that all the time and it's so hard like I'll be bawling my eyes out but I was still like just like okay this is you know we have our moment and sometimes people have caused me to kind of go back into a shell for a second but then Mm -hmm. I'm like you had your breast let's go (laughs) because it is you know for this community even if a lot of members of the community feel like they don't want it no, I, I agree. Yeah, I went I out, love that. Um, I went to Harbonites this summer and I saw these little girls like doing midrats. And I was like, you know what? I don't go out a lot. I work all the time. I don't do a lot of things, but it's really nice for me to get out into the community because sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And all of those little girls doing majorats. And I know that if I push for them to have better sex education, so they learn about consent and boundaries and how to tell a trusted adult if something inappropriate happens, like the way Bermuda is when it comes to um, sexual harassment and sexual abuse is terrifying. And when I go out and I see those little majorettes like dancing their heart out, having a zest for life, I want to push harder so that they have better sex education. So they learn about consent and they learn about boundaries and they can say, you know what, mommy, so-and-so makes me uncomfortable and I don't want to be around them because Mm. I feel like, you know, I want to give them the words and the language to be able to protect themselves in this world. And I don't have time to sit there and feel sorry for myself that somebody disagrees with what I'm doing. I I love that. No, I love that. I think that's so important. I think like, because you're in your purpose, like you're literally living out your purpose. It's easier for you to not easier, but it makes you more inclined to want to push through those things like fear and doubt and being scared because your purpose is just so much more powerful. And I think that that's something that everyone needs to realize. Like if you're allowing your fear to cripple you in your action, maybe it's because you're not 
living your purpose. You're not really doing what it is that you're meant to be doing. Cause when you are so passionate and driven by your purpose, ain't nothing stopping you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Nothing is stopping you. Things can knock you down, but it's not going to stop you. And it's so amazing that you are so passionate about something that is so taboo. Cause it's not just Bermuda. Like it's taboo specifically with black women all over the place it's taboo just in general right like sensuality and sexuality is just something that people think you should talk about behind closed doors so I love I love that you're stepping into your purpose so powerfully because like you know we've known each other for a long time and I'm just so proud (laughs) (laughs) I'm very proud of you um okay so what mindsets like have you adopted to push through when things get really hard or challenging for you from you whether from like a public standpoint or just even like a personal standpoint because I know you know life gets crazy and we go through things I've learned to just slow down and when I need it to just stop and allow myself and I'm saying allow myself as a complete phrase (laughs) just allow myself allow myself Mm. to feel what I'm feeling allow myself to take a moment allow myself to cry allow myself to scream allow myself to not be perfect um if I do the bare minimum of what I consider a successful day when I'm having a rough time, I'm happy. I know that I go to the gym for an hour every morning. If I'm having a rough time and I go for 20 minutes and I do something for 20 minutes, I'm like, boom, nailed it. Nailed it. Pat <laughs> <laughs> myself. You know, like I had to be so forgiving and patient with myself. And what has been the ultimate tool for me is just saying, hey, you're having a time just move with patience, move with um, acceptance of yourself and the fact that you are having a human experience and you may have all of these great qualities, but it doesn't exempt you from the human experience. It doesn't make you above it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was grieving really hard last year. And this year is also bringing grief for me. I grew up in a very big family, two very big families. So unfortunately, I'm going to experience a lot of grief because I got a lot of love. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of love and um, yeah, I'm going to experience a lot of grief and I am. But last time around, I was running from it. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm running from it. And it was just a prolonged period of pain. Mm-hmm. And this time I'm like, okay, this is grief. We can slow down if you want. We can work if you want. Like I'm, um, I just got to a place of just allowing myself to feel, and and that has been my ultimate secret for just keeping going is to not have an all or nothing mindset. Mm. It's okay for me to go slow. Every season doesn't have to be a season of big production. Mm-hmm. And like in school yesterday, my professor challenged us to create with each other, and my partner and I, um for that assignment ended up creating the lowest key event that we could because both of us realized that we're not in a huge production stage right now. Mm -hmm. We're in a growth phase. And I think it's just acknowledging where you really are and allowing yourself to not have to choose between all or nothing, allowing yourself to do things minimally if you need a break. Um, It's just a lot of checking in with yourself and really being honest about what you need and doing that thing first before anything. Yeah, I love that. I find that people like naturally we want to run away from like all the bad things, the grief, the negative emotions, but then it just ends up staying with you for so much longer, 
versus if you just allow yourself to just, yeah, embody it, sit in it, experience it and give yourself the time and space to do it so you can keep moving. So I love that. It's so hard though, to be patient with yourself, like especially someone, I know you're like a go-getter, you know, someone who's always wanting to do new things. It's, I can't imagine like being like, okay, well, I'm going to take, cause I know you took like a few months off and just like sat in what you needed to sit in. And I was like, go Kavina. Cause like, it's so hard to do that. And even coming back, I've had to build rest into my schedule in a different way. Um, so I have, I write in pencil for my journal, but when it's rest, I write it in pen. So mm-hmm. the rest does not move. Anything else in my schedule can be swapped out, but my vacation days and my time off to just rest are built into my schedule. Reading books that feel good to me is built into my schedule. Meditation is built into my schedule. So I found a way to be both busy and leaving space to nurture myself because I've made that all my job. I help people to feel better in their body. I help people to connect to who they are, um, to their higher self, to their source energy. Um, I, this is what I do for a living, Mm -hmm. um, Reiki healing. So I have to do Reiki on myself. I have to nurture myself. It's a part of my, my entire, my job. And I think for all of us, it's a part of our jobs, um, connecting to ourselves, being in our bodies. It's a part of, what you need to be doing in life. So we always put our self-care around the rest of our schedule. And that's just, it's not the way I'm willing to do it anymore. And Mm. it's not the way that I have my clients do it. It's, we are building this rest into our schedule. Anything else can be moved, swapped around, erased, but rest cannot, it's a non-negotiable. It has to be consistent. It can't be go, 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 go. And then drop, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that you write in your journal, like rest is in pen Mm -hmm. and like it's non-negotiable. Like I really love that. And I need to start doing that because I'm definitely guilty of that, especially like being a mom. I'll be like, okay, I'll just move this rest until another day or move this that I want to do for myself until another day. So yeah, I love that. I'm going to start doing that. (laughs) And a lot of my clients are moms and I'm like, okay, so do you think your kid notices when you're burnt out? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And then I've had I have clients that like have kids that are older and their kids would be like, Wow, you've been you've been in re- such a good mood later lately, lately mommy, when the moms start building rest into their schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, their kids notice. And I'm like, just remember that you are teaching them with everything that you do. So if you are going, going, going and burning yourself out, your kid is learning that being an adult means burning yourself out and never taking time for yourself and never resting. But if you are making your rest a priority, if you are still taking up space as woman and you are, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it creates a positive environment for them to grow up with a mother that is healthy and loved, with a father that is healthy and loved. And I mean, by themselves like (laughs) yeah yeah loving themselves no it's definitely it's like breaking it's like breaking that generational trauma right like I saw my parents work 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 hustle 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 grind they saw their parents do the same so naturally we want to do the same but do we really want our kids modeling that hustle and grind culture that has literally ran most of us into the ground no so yeah I love that (laughs) right and a lot of what I do i I am a sex educator and a lot of my work is 
life coaching about self-care and it's just because they go hand in hand and it's so hard to explain to somebody who doesn't get it what I do like they're like oh you're a sex educator you talk about threesomes and orgies and this this that the other and I'm like yeah (laughs) I can I absolutely can but for the most part we're talking about loving ourselves because that is the most sensual experience that you can have Yeah. And actually, I love that you're talking about that because I do want to talk about like sexuality, sensuality and mindset, because I know um, a lot of people, specifically women, are kind of afraid to go into that space, into the exploration of their sexuality and sensuality by themselves. I'm not talking like with a partner. I'm talking like by themselves and like learning to love themselves like the way they expect someone else to do for them right so when you have clients who are in that space who are like afraid to really tap into their sexuality and learn about themselves how do you let help them overcome that so I am a big fan of slowly building habits from from scratch so really it's like I don't start them with like oh listen to this and watch this and have this exercise I used to I used to have like worksheets and all sorts of things but what I've learned to do is strip people of all of the the personal development that they're doing in an area if they're overwhelmed and start to have it built really slowly again Mm. from scratch so sometimes my clients are not even comfortable looking in the mirror and saying like, I think I'm beautiful, you know? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's okay. That's okay. What if we started with a practice where when you put your lotion on, you did it really slowly and you just acknowledge that your body is your home and you don't have to speak to its physicality at all. You can just acknowledge that this is your temple. This is your home. This is the place that you're you you can be safe in mm-hmm. if you nurture that part of yourself so what if we just start there with just affirming and remembering that our bodies do so much for us and move with gratitude you know mm-hmm. and I, I used I started so much that at first I was just like loading my clients up with information yeah <laughs> I'm so sorry. like you need all these things <laughs> right and then I was like wow the more clarity I get the less I have to say <clears throat> oh, oh I had I had so much less to say because mm. I couldn't say do this exercise and um do this visualization exercise and stare in the mirror and dance in the mirror and do a rest ritual where you like move your sacral chakra and we can do all those things we can do all of those things but to start a client that does not yet know themselves on all of those things it's just it it can be kind of mindless to give them all of these exercises if they're not yet like hey this is who I am and this is what I need (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so a lot of the beginning of it is just self-reflection um and like I did a tasting party with one of my clients where I was like you know what we've been working on a lot of personal development lately today I want to just treat your senses and let you enjoy that and that's mm, it. And then yeah. you can try some things and see if you like it. So I put in an essential oil blend for smell. I played her favorite music for sound. And then I got little treats for her to taste. And I was like, savor it. Like, how do you feel? What What do you like about it? What notes? You know, mm-hmm. just get her in the habit of 
connecting with herself and what she likes and what she wants. So it's, and then we can do stuff like pleasure mapping where I have a client mark off a little diagram of where, where it feels good on their body. There's so many things that, that we can do, but I learned to just start people off slowly and get them in the habit of being like, hey, let me check in with myself. Mm-hmm. Like self-check-ins where you just take a moment, five minutes, put your feet in the grass or just sit in a comfortable position and say, how am I doing? You know, do I yeah. have in my body? Like, let me touch myself, give myself yeah. a little squeeze. Um, <laughs> I love you. I have mm-hmm. clients who practice called Ho'oponono, which is a Hawaiian practice of forgiveness and gratitude. And you're just repeating, thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. That might not be the right order. So if anybody's listening and I said it in the wrong order, I apologize. But I have my clients do this with their body, come at their body with gratitude and mm. ask forgiveness for all the times we've mistreated it. Mm. Some, like the rituals are so simple that I start with because you just, we have to connect with ourselves. We have yeah. to be in our bodies and learn to be okay being in our bodies. Like there are a lot of people that are like, I don't even like silence. Like, I can't be in silence. And I'm like, why? Mm. Because you don't like being alone with your mind. What happens if you sit in that silence and you learn yourself? What happens if you connect with who you are and you face those things head on? Mm-hmm. No, and, and like, I know you think it's simple, but for a lot of people, that's really challenging. Like starting at a point where you're just even acknowledging your existence is really hard for a lot of people, right? Like even for me, when I first started my whole self-love journey, I didn't want to look at the mirror. I didn't want to talk to myself. I didn't want to be alone. I kept myself so busy all the time so that I never had to actually sit down and acknowledge the fact that I am a human and I have things that I need to, you know, address within myself. So even though it's simple, it's, it's a big step for a lot of people when it comes to that whole like self-love and learning themselves and tapping into their sensuality and their sexuality and all of that. How does tapping into your sexuality and sensuality benefit your mindset and how you show up in the world and step into your highest self? It. That's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Taking care of yourself in that way and nurturing your divine feminine, um, your divine masculine, your nurturing all of those parts of you um, and really just being a sensual being and being happy with being a sensual being and free in your sexuality. It drips into every aspect of your life. It makes your relationships better. It When you learn yourself, it's easier for other people to love you. It's easier for you to receive love. Um, you're happier. You're in a better mental space. You're taken care of and you're not looking outward for certain stimulation you know what I mean because Mm -hmm. you do you have a pleasure practice you take care of yourself in that way and anything that a partner or a temporary partner or anything anything that anybody else can bring to you is just a bonus Mm -hmm. in the work world when you take hold of your sexuality and you say you know what this is what I like this is how I like to experience pleasure this is who I am when it comes to sexuality this is my pleasure practice when when you're in that space, it's so much easier for you to, in the boardroom, have confidence because, mm. like, it gives it drip. Like somebody said to me, there was like sensuality, like drips off of you. 
And to me, that's my, that's my swag. Like that's who I am. I want people to be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Because like when you take care of yourself in that way, it's an energy. People can feel it. Like that's what it is when people say big dick energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a vibe because it's like, I'm tapped into my sexuality. And when you're tapped into your sexuality, you reek of something that people can't even look away from. They're like, what is that? Like (laughs) what's happening here? But it's just when you love yourself, like I love myself so deeply that it's just, it kind of like spills over. Like, Mm. yeah, you said something, you said something that I want to touch on. You said when you are tapped into like loving yourself, you're able to receive love better. And I think that's actually like, it's something people don't realize, you know, so many people are always searching for the love outwards. They don't realize if they actually took the time to love themselves, they would be able to receive love from other people better. Right. Because if you don't think you're worthy of that love, then how can you convince someone else that you are, you know? Yeah. You have to feel worthy of that love. And then also when you feel worthy of that love, when somebody tries to love on you, you're like, right, this is my birthright. Hello. This is what we've been waiting on. (laughs) And also it's nice. It's just nice, Mm -hmm. but it's not the end all. When you love yourself and somebody else loves you, you're like, okay this is great bonus bonus I get bonus love but then you're like you are supposed to be the sole source of my pleasure Mm -hmm. of my happiness of my confidence like that's completely unfair come on because they have to be that for themselves and how Mm -hmm. can they also be that for you so it just it teaches you one that you're worthy and two that you have to keep yourself at baseline that's your responsibility to keep yourself at baseline, you should not be looking for someone to fill a deficit, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. Like, I do feel like in order for two people to really connect and grow together, each one has to be whole already, like on their own without the other person. And I know like growing up, I definitely fell into that trap of like seeking external validation, seeking someone else to fill the parts of me that I wasn't willing to fill up myself And it leads to toxicity, right? Like it leads to unfortunate situations that really are almost predictable because if you're not loving yourself and you're putting that pressure on someone else, there's Mm -hmm. no way it's going to turn out into something healthy and beautiful and amazing, right? And the wrong type of person could take that energy and take advantage of it because now all they have to do is tell you what you want to hear or Mm -hmm. give you a, a form of security in the fact that, they compliment you in this way or you know what I mean yeah all you have to do is play with that and then you just dance for them (laughs) of course yeah no I love that and I think that's so important and I love that you're you implement the the this mindset element into your sex education because I was never taught this Mm -hmm. like I don't know which child or which teenager went through sex ed and learned like oh you can actually have sex by yourself and you can actually tap into your sensuality and love yourself. Like I was never taught that. I didn't even know that was a thing to me in order to have sex. I needed someone else there. That Mm -hmm. was like the extent of the lesson. And so it like subconsciously taught me that in order for me to feel loved, I need someone else there. Right. So I love that you are like really putting this messaging out there because it's so important. And even as, as a 31 year old woman, I'm still like, 
I need to love myself more. <laughs> I need to learn all these things. And we all we all do. And the thing is, in my line of work, I noticed that the in levels of, of who needs what, I feel like the need to the permission for the permission mm. to take on that way is greater in my older clients mm-hmm. I have clients that are 20 years old coming to me saying hey I have not had sex yet but I want to make sure that when I do I know how to set boundaries I know how to oh these little babies I know that Gen Z girl they're they're a different breed honey <laughs> and, we, and I hear people talk so much shit about them but these young girls are coming to me saying, you know what? I was given given more sex education. I was given more knowledge about what my options are. And I've decided not yet to share my body with anybody, but I want to make sure that when I do, I know how to go into it with the right mindset mm, so that I, I love that. So that I continue to love myself. So that I already have a pleasure practice. Come on. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, it's like that's amazing that people always are like Gen Z. I'm like, yo, Gen Z, they're on a different level. Okay. They understand and see the world so differently and are so willing to have conversations that for generations we were like, nope, don't talk to me about that. You know what it is? It's I had to suffer. I had to suffer in being treated poorly by employers and not taking self-care days and not having anybody take my mental health seriously. So how dare you little thing come around and tell me that you refuse to let an employer treat you like shit, that you want to have to go mm-hmm. meditate take care of yourself, that you yeah. want to smoothies and avocado toast and take care of your body at an early age how dare you (laughs) you know it's Mm -hmm. it it can be frustrating because we didn't realize that we had these options Mm -hmm. yeah these options so they come around and they're like you know what i'm gonna go with with e i'm gonna choose option e and we're like there's no e you know let's do that now there is now there is now i'm gonna make an option because all of your options are shitty Mm-hmm. And that's the society that we've been living in and they're trying to do things differently and we should just like shut up and let them. I know, but it's natural for us to like fight back. You know, we don't want things to change. We want them to just follow suit and do all the things we did. Too. Yeah, exactly. Which is so, it's messed up, eh? Right. <laughs> and I have a lot of like new moms that come to me because um, helping new moms feel like a sensual woman again is- yeah. What- my favorite things that I do for a living. It really makes me feel like I'm walking in my purpose because I never wanted to give birth. And I just really enjoy being a sensuality doula for Mm. the women that, that, that have. Mm -hmm. And, um, new moms would say like, Oh, my, my mother said that like, I shouldn't have that long of a break or I shouldn't be leaving to go life coaching because she didn't have anybody to help her. So I'm like, so you should be mentally unhealthy and unstable and stressed out because your mother was as well because her mother was yeah as well. That's what we're doing. We have to break the cycle. We have to. Yeah. But it's, it's understandable, especially for the older generations that they're like, hell no, like, fuck no, we're not breaking cycles, but we need we to, to. We have to get over ourselves. Yeah. I have um, two young ladies in my life that look up to me and are not my biological um, siblings, but they look up to me like a big sister. One is closer than the other um, with me. But I just, I love having both of these young ladies that like look to me for certain things. And I said to both of them, if by the end of this, 
meaning me, I guess, <laughs> if by the end of me, you are not better than me, then I failed you. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I want you to be on par with me. I want you to exceed me. I want you to run laps around me. I'm literally doing this so that you can run. Like if I have to chop down every tree in your way so that you can run, that's what I'm going to do because I cannot live forever. Mm-hmm, yeah. So we I love have that. To for ourselves and let this younger generation heal. Yeah. Heal the parts that we weren't necessarily able to or brave enough to heal for sure. Yeah. Amazing. Honestly, Kev, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> we I could know. do like a like, this five hour podcast. Special I know. Honestly, this. honestly, like just come to Canada. We'll sit over some wine and just record the whole thing. <laughs> and I might take you up on that. Just show me a sexuality conference in the area. <laughs> Listen, we can make, we'll make one. A little bit of heels <laughs> dance, a little bit of this, a little bit of twerking and some sensuality coaching. I'm here for it. <laughs> you oh heard God. it here first, people. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, that's yeah okay so to end off we're gonna do some rap fire oh okay and then yeah okay so here we go favorite book uh fresh water by aqua Ooh, i haven't read that one uh favorite tv show um grace anatomy oh my god favorite color (laughs) mauve um like a dusty rose (laughs) of course you wouldn't just be like pink (laughs) Dusty <laughs> Rose. Um, favorite season? Uh, fall. Message to your younger self? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, how I wrap this up really fast? I would say stop asking for permission. Mm, love that. Message to your future self? Mm. Don't forget your why. Oh, love it. Love it. (laughs) Yay. Amazing. Okay. Where can people find you if they want to follow you, if they want to connect with you, if they want to work with you? So I am on Instagram as Lorae, L-O-R-A-E underscore uncensored and Lorae underscore enlightened. (laughs) So um, those are my pages for both um, less healthy living and holistic living and then for sex and sexuality. I also own Aphrodite's Playground, which is an online boutique. I run off of Sargasso, which is Bermudian for now. But if you're not in Bermuda, just give me a follow because I have fun sex education videos <laughs> as well. <laughs> so that is Aphrodite's underscore Playground. And um, yeah, if you go to my Lorray Uncensored Instagram, I have a link tree and you'll have access to old podcast episodes my articles that I'm writing on sex education and everything so Lorray underscore uncensored on IG will basically just hit that link tree and you'll have access to all of my stuff amazing and I'll put everything in the show notes as well if you guys weren't able to catch that and yeah thank you so much we need to do a part two maybe a Q&A part two okay. um sure. but yeah thanks girl Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. You don't have to go yet. I'm just going to stop the recording. (laughs) 
This podcast is produced by Socially Gigi, a digital agency ran by yours truly for your social media management needs, digital product creation, and podcast production. You can find us at www.sociallygg.ca. That's socially, S-O-C-I-A-L-L-Y-G-I-G-I dot C-A.